Welcome to Mouse Geek Radio, where your hosts from two coasts, Mallory and Scott, embrace their inner mouse geekdom with you. Welcome to episode one. I'm Scott Barrett here with my wonderful co-host Mallory O'Brien. Mallory, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I'm super excited to get back into the podcasting world. Episode one. This is a big deal. Scott, how are you? I, you know, I feel the same way. Episode one, uh, a little scary, but uh, very exciting. Um, I'm very excited to get back to podcasting. I haven't done it in, in many, many years. Uh, I'm very excited to get back, uh, you know, involved in the Disney community. So pumped. Well, I guess the first thing we need to do is tell the listeners who the heck we are. So well, why don't you um, tell our current probably two to four listeners a little bit about yourself sure. <laughs> and and your involvement with Disney? All right. One person sitting on the couch. Um, uh, let's see. I, I am a software engineer. Uh, I'm a father. I'm a husband. Um, I work on video games. So, you know, that's pretty sweet right there. Um, as far as the Disney community is concerned, I've been involved with, uh, Disney obviously since I was very, very little. My parents used to take us there, uh, every other summer, uh, for many, many years. And I can remember running around the parks with my brothers and my sister, um, you know, waiting in lines and riding the people mover and Disneyland and, and all that fun stuff. Um, you know, and over the last 10 years, I've had, you know, the pleasure of working with, uh, with different companies in the Disney community, uh, whether they be travel agents or touring companies, um, doing software engineering. And, uh, you know, some of you may remember me from the Betamouse co- uh, co- podcast. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so it's very exciting to get back into this. Uh, I haven't podcasted since, and we stopped that, you know, many, many years ago. So, uh, yeah. How about yourself? Man, I'm just... I, I love your background. I can't. I can't beat it. You're the you're the tech guy. <laughs> I love it. Um, I live in East Tennessee. I am a wife and a mother to a wild two and a half year old daughter. She's funny, and I am forcing my love of Disney upon her. That's wonderful. Oh well, parenting the way. <laughs> First and foremost, I'm a Disney Parks fan. I've uh, been fortunate enough to visit Disneyland a couple of times. Headed back. At the end of the summer this year, pumped about that, and I try to visit Walt Disney World once or twice a year if I can. I'm actually the former co-host of Dixie Landings Radio. Rest in peace to that one. So we're we are both coming from podcasts that are no more. Um, That's good and bad, and, right? <laughs> yeah. um, and. For me to make a few bucks, emphasis on few, I am a travel agent and I specialize in Disney and Universal vacations. So, yeah, I am also a Potterhead. Oh, awesome. Um, Very cool. (laughs) So, very pumped to get back into podcasting, to connect with the Disney community more. I really miss talking to people on Twitter, Facebook, different forms of social media. I'm still there. It's just... I miss the connection that I had when I was podcasting. So I'm excited about that. That's great. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying. You, you kind of see the conversations happen, but you don't, 
at least for me, don't feel like I'm fully part of the group because I'm not engaged. And uh, yeah, this, this will help us both, you know? So I'm, it's going to be awesome. So Scott, yeah. first episode, first topic, what are we jumping into? First topic. Well, I think we try to make it easy on ourselves. We both have massive love for Disney and, and touring the parks. And, and I think uh, what we're going to talk about tonight is uh, our top five favorite Disney parks memories. And I am going to let you start with your first memory. All right. My first memory is actually my first memory. <laughs> um, I know. Of uh, Walt Disney World. Um, the first time I stayed on property at Walt Disney World, I think it was like in 1994. And we stayed in a Fort Wilderness cabin. Have you ever seen them before, Scott? I have not. Only pictures online. Okay. These are rustic little cabins. They have a Murphy bed. Do you know what a Murphy bed is? I've heard of one, but I'm not quite they, sure. They come out of the wall. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. There is a Murphy bed in there. That was the first time I've ever stayed in a place or even knew what a Murphy bed was, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Awesome. And uh, they had bunk beds in there and a little kitchenette. And that is back when a water park called River Country existed. And that was in the Fort Wilderness area. It was actually part of Bay Lake. So super dangerous. Lots of germs. I mean, <laughs> obviously this park is not open anymore, but it was so cool. I have home videos of this trip. I remember a lot of it very vividly. We went to the campfires with Chip and Dale in the evenings where they handed out marshmallows so you could make s'mores. And... Uh, I do have some really cool videos of Epcot back in the 90s, which all the Epcot purists are like, oh, I miss it, which there's a reason why that there are there are new attractions at Epcot. But sure. <laughs> I do understand the nostalgia for things like um, Horizons and the Wonders of Life Pavilion being closed altogether. But I love having my home videos and all the memories of Walt Disney World in the 90s in Fort Wilderness. So it has a special place in the heart. That's awesome. I mean, I'm someone who hasn't been to Disney World. The first time I went to Disney World was in 2011. So I don't, I never saw any of that stuff. For me, it's watching old videos on YouTube. And so, you know, the fact that you experienced that, it's pretty, pretty cool. 2011, wow. Yeah, that was my first trip, uh, February That was my first trip to Disneyland. Really? That's crazy. Same seas. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that. <laughs> Okay, what's your first? All right, for my first, it's actually from that two thousand, uh, from a two thousand eleven trip. In two thousand eleven, I was fortunate enough to go to Disney World uh, a couple, of, a few times, uh, mostly for business, one for pleasure with the family. And that one with the family um, was at Christmas time, two thousand eleven. It was the first time they had ever been to Disney World. You know, I had a daughter, two daughters. They were very young at the point. What is that? Six years ago, so they were eight and six and a half, almost seven. Oh, fun. So they were very good ages. You know, they got tired, but they were very good ages. We didn't have the strollers. We were, you know, able to do all that stuff. But the memory I remember the most, and it's something if you ask my kids to this day, is their favorite Disney memory as well. And, you know, they've been to Disney parks a lot. Uh, it was uh, not, it was a Mickey's Christmas party. And, you know, we saw the electrical parade. We were eating hot chocolate and stuffing our faces with cookies. And it started raining. So we had our ponchos on. Um, but, you know, Unlike being in California, where I'm at, in Florida, it was warm and raining, which was really awesome for us and definitely different. 
but we got on Big Thunder Mountain that night, and it was. Oh my uh, gosh, you got pelted. Yeah, we did. <laughs> it, it was. It was. You know, it was. It was like, you know, we were train riding through mist fields, but it was awesome. And the thing that we remember about it the most, and we talk about the most when we discuss, you know, reminiscing about our family trips, is that. While we were on the ride, the fireworks show started. So every time we'd come out of a mountain or around a corner, we saw fireworks light up the sky, which was really cool. And it was oh gosh, amazing. You timed it perfectly. We did time it perfectly. And we timed it so perfectly that no, no one else was in line for the ride or not enough people for us to get off. And they let us ride six times in a row. And no. we just kept going around and around and around watching the six? fireworks show. And it was amazing. No, they would never do that anymore. I mean, that was... That's like a one done type deal. It was amazing. Yeah, there was a, there was a, not only there was us and then a few groups uh, that were families in front of us because we were at the back of the train and not enough people were getting in line. They didn't have full cars and they, we just said, hey, can we stay on? Yeah, absolutely. And then we went around six times and we finally just said, okay, that's enough. But uh, yeah, we, we, you know, it was raining. It, we watched the fireworks show and, you know, to my kids, that was magical being able to just that that's my youngest's daughter's favorite ride is big thunder mountain we go to disneyland that's the first ride we ride it's the last ride we ride usually and she loves it and to be able to ride it six times in a row that, that was a knockout for her that's amazing and during the christmas party and during the christmas party yeah oh my gosh that's too much magic all at once it was a little overload but uh, it was <laughs> it was good <laughs> so which big thunder mountain do you prefer disneyland or disney world good question i prefer the disney world one really tell me why i don't know maybe i'm tired of the disneyland one I, you know i just it was a different ride for me um, yeah i don't really i can't really put a pin on exactly why it's different again maybe it's just burnout i've ridden the big thunder one probably close to a thousand times over my lifetime at disneyland and so maybe oh, i love the loading one. area at disneyland so much Yes, it's, and I haven't seen, I know recently, not recently, but they've redone the loading area at the one in Disney World, I believe, right? Yeah, the queue has some interactive elements, and it's really not that much different. Okay. I mean, you move through it rather quickly for the most part, gotcha. so really don't, I don't know. I guess the loading area that that I like about Disneyland are the, the tiny little Western-style houses. Yeah, the little down, the little like so Main cute. Street they've got. With the little, if you listen carefully, yes. you can hear all the conversations and and stuff going. That on. is super cool. But the, I feel like the attraction itself. I think Big Thunder Mountain might be longer at Walt Disney World as far as the number of lifts and drops. Sure, but I'm not. I don't quote me on that. I don't know. <laughs> Quoting heard right here. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down. Write it down. All right, what you got for number two? All right. No, see, yours was a really good specific memory. A lot of mine are sort of general memories, so oh well, I'm kind of cheating, I guess. No, it's all good. Uh, <laughs> my second memory is my first trip to Walt Disney World with my husband, uh, who was actually my fiance at the time back in 2007. It was hot, it was in June, <laughs> it was semi crowded, but we were going like commando style. We were there from open until close. We were doing, you know, two to three parks per day. And it was my opportunity to sell him on Disney parks, period. He had never been. 
to any Disney parks before. He'd been to Wide World of Sports for spring training game, and he always jokes that that was the first time he went to a Disney park. I'm like, that doesn't count. Um, <laughs> but I was super nervous that he would not like it, and I was like, you know, it's really important for me to go here, like a lot. Like, <laughs> I need it. So I'm gonna need you to like this as well if we're gonna. If this is gonna work. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So um, we, uh, I asked him a lot of questions before we went. I put together a really good itinerary of things that I think he would like just based on his personality, and I sold him. Nice. And it felt so good. And there were I made him even go on a lot of the cheese ball things that I love. And I was like, you're gonna think this is boring right now, but I feel like you're gonna get it later. Like we went on Carousel of Progress. I was like, just get ready. This is cheesy. Just I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> we went on Carousel of Progress. Then I kind of explained the backstory to him, and um, he was like, "Yeah, that was cheesy." But the next time we went, he was like, "Yeah, we need to go back on that again." Oh, now we have to do it every single time. He gets it, and it makes me really happy. <laughs> Dude, you're, you converted him. That's awesome. I know it's a conversion over here. That's that's a good story. It's it's always special to be able to experience the parks with with a loved one, especially you know a spouse or a. A close boyfriend or girlfriend because uh, it, it definitely makes I don't know it's it's good date stuff <laughs> it is some I'm a lot of people think that Disney is just for kids or only for families but it can be super romantic too even though I'm not really a romantic person but um, <laughs> it can be for people who are <laughs> <laughs> well, I, um, I understand completely what is your number two well okay so my number two, uh, again, comes back to experiencing something with my, my kids. Um, we were there in Disneyland, uh, 2010, maybe to think it was maybe even earlier, actually, because my youngest, I think was in a stroller. So maybe 2008, 2009, somewhere around there. Um, we were in Disneyland and it was raining. It was summer and it was pouring rain. No, it was winter. Sorry. Pouring rain. I loved it. My wife was miserable. My kids were miserable. We ended up going into the animation courtyard in Disney California Adventure just to, to kind of get out of the rain, let the kids relax, snack on some food, watch the animations on the big screens. By the way, that's a great place to go if you're in Disneyland in the summer and you're in DCA and you need to get out of the heat, go in there. It's air-conditioned. You can it is down. bomb. Yeah. <laughs> it's so comfortable in there. There's lots of seating on little benches and like sofa areas. Great place to take a nap. <laughs> I know. I love it. It's so much nicer there. I'm really bummed about the Disney World one closing, but the Disneyland one's way better. Gotcha. Uh, so we were in there, and it was. They were also having. They were having a showing of uh, Snow White, uh, like a special anniversary Snow White stuff. They had animation cells in there and whatnot. And so we started looking at those. And you know, my oldest daughter was wet, and miserable, and tired, and she was kind of in the corner, and she was kind of getting ready to cry and whatnot. And out comes a character I have never seen in person. None of my wife has never seen a person, and it was dopey. He ends up in there, and he sees her over in the corner, and he walks over to her and sits down and just starts hanging out with her. And the the cast member that was with him noticed. I don't. I don't. I. I. This is the only time I've ever written a letter to 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 say praises for a cast letter. I highly recommend it. If someone does a magical job for you, please go tell somebody. Um, uh, but he literally, he made sure no other kids like huddled around them. He let them have some time together by themselves and they started playing a game and then he, he grabbed her by the hand and stood her up and started dancing with her. And then before you know it, she's laughing and smiling and he walked her over to a bunch of other kids and they started all playing games together and, 
And to me as a parent, it was probably the most magical experience I've ever had at a Disney park. It, how did you it, not ball? Like, oh no, my wife and I, were, we were in tears. I wish I had video of it, but you know, back then we didn't really have the phones and all that. Even then, I don't know if I would have taken it out because it was such an experience. I didn't want to miss it. Oh. Um, but yeah, it was, it was outstanding. I would have totally wept in that moment. That's so cool. It Especially wasn't. that the that the handler held the other people back so your daughter could have her time. He did. It was it was amazing. And then I had a conversation with him afterward and he's just like, Yeah, you know, look she looked like she needed someone and you know, Dopey was there and we, we gave him some time. I, I was thank you so much. Because <laughs> that wow. at that point it was like a turning point for the trip, you know, uh, for her. And like I said, she was miserable and cold and tired and it just uh, it was awesome. Yeah. That's incredible. I love it. How about you? What's next? All right. My third one is actually a Disneyland memory. And it's the first time I went to Disneyland. <laughs> it Disneyland. was in 2011. Awesome. We were able to, we, we did a sort of Western United States trip as far as doing Vegas for a few days. <laughs> and then we realized we are terrible at Vegas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we don't, uh, I mean, the shows are really cool, but we don't really gamble. And, um, a lot of the things, you know, we're not into clubbing really. A lot of things that Vegas is known for, we don't even participate in. Sure. And it's like, I'm not really good at this, but the hotels are awesome. <laughs> and the shows are incredible. So we saw Elton John while we were there. That was, oh, I'm jealous. I want to see I love him so much. And I want him to do the Super Bowl. Can we make this happen? Has he ever I, done the Super Bowl? No. I, I looked it up. He has never done the Super Bowl. Neither has Phil Collins. And I feel, fully support both of them. Doing the Super Bowl at some point. Show, to get, show together. I'm down with that. I mean, they need to do that. It's important. Um, all right, sidetrack. Sorry. Uh, then, <laughs> then we went over to Disneyland. I'd never been there. I flipped. I mean, it felt like an alternate universe when I walked in. I'm sure you felt the same when you went to Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad you said that. The way I described it is, I felt like I walked into the Twilight Zone. It does. It really does. The first time I walked into Disneyland Park, I was like, look at that tiny castle. It looks like a little birthday cake. <laughs> How cute. And then you see Astro Orbiter, you know, closer to the hub than anything else. And um, then you see Matterhorn Mountain, which doesn't exist in mm. Magic Kingdom. And that's the tallest structure in that park. So... You know, when I'm in Walt Disney World in Magic Kingdom, I look for the castle to get my bearings. When I'm at Disneyland, I had to figure out where I was in relationship to Matterhorn Mountain. And I got super turned around multiple times, but I loved it. I loved walking down Main Street. The food was incredible. Got to experience Mickey's Halloween party when I was there. Oh, great. Everything made me cry. Um, <laughs> I was, I was, like I said, felt like an alternate universe. I was turned around constantly, had no idea where I was, <laughs> especially since the first night that I was there, we went to Mickey's Halloween party and it was, it's very dark. They, they dim the lights even more so during the Halloween parties. So the walking paths, it's, it's difficult to even figure out, you know, not step on someone. And now, uh, was the party you were at, was that in Disneyland or California Adventure? It was in Disneyland Park. Okay. Cause they used to have it in California Adventure. I was curious when yeah, what it was when you went. 
Yes, it was definitely in Disneyland Park. They didn't have an actual parade. It was like a cavalcade. But the fireworks show was incredible. The way they put the fog on the Rivers of America and they do the lighting in that area and the way they light up Sleeping Beauty Castle is so cool. And then, of course, they hand out, like, top-notch candy. It's not, like, cheap off-brand stuff. It's, like, (laughs) some solid, good candy. And the dance parties that they have inside, like, the... uh, Diamond Horseshoe Saloon. Is that where one of them was? I feel like... Uh, The Golden Horseshoe. Golden. Yeah. Yes. Uh, They had a dance party in there. Mm -hmm. Which they do this in Magic Kingdom as well. It's just... It was really neat to... The first time I was there to see Disneyland in party mode. So that was really fun. I have good memories of that trip. It sounds wonderful. I think it's... it's, I love those those sort of uh, extra parties. I, I think they're just spectacular like we've done the mickey we did the mickey's christmas one i've done the halloween one in disneyland i did that with uh, i did that twice once with a friend and once with my family and it's it's fun they're fun they're really fun they're super crazy expensive but they're yeah. really fun <laughs> but yeah they're really fun if you can do it once you know it's recommended and i fully dressed up the first time i was there because i thought this is what you're supposed to do and then i felt like a freaking loser because uh <laughs> my husband didn't dress up and I was dressed as Alice, and I was like fully committed to my character. And uh, I saw, you know, a few other adults who were dressed up, and obviously they had kids. And I was like, I'm I look like a loser just walking around here like a loner because my husband's not even dressed up. I'm like, <laughs> you look pathetic, but whatever. I had fun. <laughs> That's all that matters, man. You just gotta have fun okay. yourself. Leave me alone. <laughs> all right. Number three for you. All right, number three. Let's see here. Which one do I want to do? Um, All right, I'll do this one. Uh, Again, it comes back to my kids, and I know most of these have my kids in them, and uh, they're special to me. And uh, the last two, I promise. The the last two won't have my kids. I promise you that. But yes, I do. I I do like them. They're 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 a lot of fun. There are Uh, no there are no rules against that. You, I mean, you can like your kids all the time. That's a good thing. Yeah, I'm very fortunate. They have wicked senses of humor, so uh, everything's fun and happy in our house usually, unless it's it. home, homework time. But uh, this goes back to our 2011 Disney World trip. Again, right back to that same trip. It was Animal Kingdom Day, and uh, by the way, Animal Kingdom, we uh, that was one of our favorite parks. The kids could not get enough of it. <gasps> that makes me so happy. A lot of people are not huge fans of Animal Kingdom, and I, and I understand why, but... Um... Oh, it's going to be incredible. I cannot wait until you see it with Pandora. Yeah, very excited about that. Very, very excited. Uh, So um, my daughter, Sienna, she's the young one. She was, I guess, six and a half, almost seven at the time. She really has never ridden a lot of roller coasters. At that point, she's ridden, I think, Matterhorn, Big Thunder Mountain, uh, maybe Space Mountain, maybe once. Um, But she's not a big roller coaster person. We got her on Expedition Everest. And that's a huge one. It is a huge one. And, you know, I knew it was coming. My wife had never been on it. My oldest daughter had never been on it. I told them absolutely nothing about the ride. <laughs> that's got to mean. Oh, yeah. But it was awesome, and it was priceless, and it has a happy ending. So we all got on, and, uh, you know, we're going, we're going. And I'm sitting next to my youngest daughter, Sienna, and she's kind of holding on as tight as she can. And she's screaming, and I keep looking down at her. And, you know, and she's doing good until the moment you start going backwards. 
and you go backwards, and that freaked her out. She had no idea what was coming, what to do. We got off the ride. We walk, I don't know, 50 yards away from the ride, and she stops, and she just starts bawling, just bawling. And I scarred my kid for life, you know, but you know what? They got to go through it. So she's sitting there bawling. My wife and I are holding her. And my youngest daughter's like, oh, that was so awesome. I want to do it again, blah, blah, blah. You know, or my oldest one. And my youngest one, she's bawling. And, she, and then she, she like, it, and then this is the moment that I remember what makes me proud is she, she stands up. She like pulls down her shirt. She wipes away her tears. She takes a deep breath. She goes, okay, I want to do it again. <laughs> And we did. We got in line and we wrote it again and she got off and she's, she was shaky. She didn't cry. She says, okay, twice is enough. <laughs> but she did it again. Daredevil. Yeah, I was proud of her. I was that, that moment and that'll stick with me for the rest of my life. That's so fun. It makes me think of, have you seen the movie Step Brothers? Yes. <laughs> you know, they're sitting at the table and they're insulting each other and um, Will Ferrell's character is about to cry and he kind of just shakes it off. He's like... <laughs> He starts to tear up and he shakes it off. Like, gotta gotta get the tears out. It makes me you think your daughter did one of those moments. Shake off the tears. Let's do this. That's what she did. She shook it off, manned up, and said, "Let's do it." Yeah, I was impressed. You know, we didn't that ask her to do it again. That is an intense coaster. It is, and um, you know, since then she's written many Disney coasters. But uh, at that time, yeah, that was a big one for her. And uh, the fact that she. She got through it and wanted to do it again. Man, that was awesome. So when we go back this summer, I'm sure she, she I'm not gonna we're gonna get her on it again and we'll see what happens. <laughs> Man, she's brave. Good for her. Brave kid. All right. My Number next four. one. I'm I'm bringing my kid into this one. Awesome. <laughs> Bring it. Yeah. Uh obviously the first time I took my daughter to Walt Disney World was so incredibly special. And I know people think that a lot of people are crazy for taking youngsters when they quote, won't remember it, but I remember it. And we have incredible pictures. She was 13 months at the time. We stayed in Wilderness Lodge, which I love. And I love the lobby. I love the location. I love the theming. It's so, it's such an escape from the hustle and bustle of the parks. And she, I have such cute videos and pictures of her running around in the lobby. I was really nervous about how she would react with characters because, I mean, let's be honest, some of the fur characters are a little bit scary. I mean, all the proportions are off, especially the Disney Junior characters. Oh, my goodness. Yes. They have ginormous heads. (laughs) I agree. Um, (laughs) Because they can't be face characters because they're all supposed to be children. And the proportions of them on the show is really off, so... They end up with these lollipop heads, and I'm afraid they're going to fall over, but whatever. <laughs> I thought for sure she would be a little bit terrified of them. No. Loved them. Hugged them. Was all over it. Um, That's wonderful. I, of course, teared up anytime, and I still do. Oh, we've been thrice. You like that word? I thrice. Love word. That's a good word. <laughs> we've, we've been, she's been thrice in her little life. She's not even three. I, I love the character interactions. I never have been a character person, didn't care about them at all, skipped over that. But now that I have a child, it is the coolest, sweetest thing ever. And the PhotoPass photographer is getting those memories and being able to look on my app and, and the pictures coming up of the facial expressions that they caught because I, I don't want to take pictures while I'm there. I want to watch it happen. And 
Um, of course, I cry every time. And seeing her march around with talking Mickey was the sweetest thing in the world. And love it. Love getting to go with my daughter. Super special. That's awesome. Yeah. You start talking about the character interactions with your kid and so many memories just started flooding back to me. I mean, I could fill this, you know, we say top five, I could probably fill a notebook filled with character memories. You know, it's, it's super special when you got little kids because they see it in awe, you know, and then you start to see it through their eyes and you're in awe and it's sweet and special and yeah, it's wonderful. Just like, you know, if my husband met Michael Jordan, I mean, he'd flip. <laughs> <laughs> my husband's like the biggest Michael Jordan fan ever. Um, he still watches the Come Fly With Me documentary from the 80s like once a month, I feel like. Wow. Hardcore. Don't quote me on that, but yeah, he's a hardcore MJ fan. All right. Well, if I ever meet him, I know how to break the ice. Exactly. If you're an MJ fan, <laughs> get going on that. <laughs> All right. Number four for me. Um, I am going to go to back when I was a kid. So uh, we live in Northern California. So for us, it was a seven hour drive, you know, in a van with my family. I've got, you know, an older brother and a younger brother, a younger sister, two parents. And, you know, we'd all pack up into a van every almost every summer it felt like I think it was every other summer but it felt like every, almost every summer we go to that down to Disneyland for three four five days and uh you know in seven hours good grief yeah it's about a seven hour drive it's not too bad California we should totally be two states I mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can remember getting up as a kid and it's dark out and it's like you know 2 a.m and we get to you know or 3 4 a.m and we get there around lunchtime and We'd go to the park and, you know, forget food. We'd go right to whatever, Matterhorn, Space Mountain. You know, back oh then God. they didn't have fast passes. So um, we would, you know, run to wherever we had to go. And our parents would finally catch up and cut in line with us and whatever. But, uh, but you know, the one memory I have that really sticks out uh, the most, and, you know, I'm sure for a lot of Disneyland fans um, who used to go back to the, who used to go to the parks, you know, back in the day, uh, probably have similar memories. And that was, uh, you know, riding a people mover uh, forever. Um, my yes. older, you know, my older brother and I, we were, I think he was like, I don't know, 12 and I was 10, maybe 14 and 12 or two years apart. We would, you know, leave our parents and our younger siblings for a few hours and go off on our own. And, uh, you know, they'd go take the younger ones to finish land and we'd go ride the big rides. And after a while we'd just say, you know what, we're tired. We'd, we'd go up, you know, go up the people mover and get on a, on a track and just ride that thing over and over and over again. And we would talk and hang out and joke and, you know, try to make the Tron sounds when we went through the Tron scene. And, uh, uh, you know, it was just super, super fun. You know, that's sort of the one memory at Disneyland as a kid for me that sticks out. Not, you know, riding a ride, not eating something, not, you know, getting taken off of a ride, but riding that people mover with my with my older brother and just chilling and, and uh, plus, I just really enjoyed the ride. Uh, I just, I love that ride. I don't, I love the soundtrack. I listen to it on YouTube all the time when I'm working. Uh, I just, I loved it. When you did that, that, I don't know, for some reason, that Tron scene, that, that just sticks in my head. Man, I wish I could have experienced the people mover in Disneyland because it's hands down one of my favorite attractions in Walt Disney World. Have you been on the people mover at Walt Disney World? Yeah, we've done it. We did it a few times uh, back in 2011. Um, I'm sure we'll do it again more when we go this summer. Um, and yeah, it was, it was, it's great too, you know, going by, going through Space Mountain, like the kids were in awe over that. It is. It's so neat. It's so relaxing. And one of my favorite attractions to do at night, especially because I love the Tomorrowland background music. Love it. <laughs> yeah. The whole theming there at night seems, you know, neat. You get all the lights and the sounds and it's, it's pretty cool. 
Oh, that's a really neat memory. I'm jealous that you got to experience that. Well, so cool. I'm jealous you got to see old Epcot, so we'll be jealous. Of <laughs> All right, last but not least, number last five. Last one. All right, number five. It is the first time I saw World of Color. <laughs> Those who know me well know that I am not really into parades or fireworks. I know, gasp. I don't, I, I tend to skip most parades. I do like a few, I, I did like Spectral Magic, and I like the concept of the Main Street Electrical Parade, but the 8-bit music kind of drives me nuts after a while. Um, <laughs> but when I was in Disneyland for the first time and in DCA, I was like, okay, we got to see this. I had seen clips of it on YouTube, and it got me emotional just watching that, so had to make it happen. And we got a fast pass for it. We ended up in kind of a crappy section. <laughs> and a cast member saw that I was trying to move forward because I'm short. I'm like 5'1". Uh, <laughs> and a cast member said, um, don't tell anybody, but if you want to come over here to this preferred section, you can stand over here. Don't let anybody know that I let you. I was like, <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, that cast member let my husband and I. I said, oh, this is so awesome. We're from Tennessee, and I'm really excited about it. And so I got a really great spot um, to see the show. Cried a lot, you know, like I tend to do. It's hands down the best nighttime spectacular that any of the stateside parks have. So I just have really good memories of that. And I took the cast member's name down and had to go and thank them. That's great. Went up to the front of the park to let them know that they made my night special. And uh, so I have really good memories of World of Color. I love hearing that because I love that show. It's one of our favorite shows. We have to see it every time we go to Disneyland, every single time. Yeah, have to. Fantasmic, I actually really love at Disneyland. Um, and I, I like that show in general. I really wish that there were uh, seats. <laughs> <laughs> like at Walt um, I'm not a huge fan of standing for long periods of time. I'm kind of an old person like that. Like I don't do general admission when I go to a concert. I want a seat. Gotcha. I want to sit down. <laughs> um, I'm not hip like that. I'm pretty much old. The what the version at Disneyland is like head and shoulders better. Seeing the Mark Twain and then the Sailing Ship Columbia go by. It's on the rivers of America. It's just super special. Yeah, we haven't seen the one at Disney World, and we probably never will. We've seen the one. In <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Okay. <laughs> and if you if you had never seen the one in Disneyland, and you were going to Walt Disney World for the first time, I'd say yeah, go for it. Sure. Uh, but if you've seen the Disneyland version, you will laugh at the Walt Disney World version. <laughs> yeah, we won't we won't waste our time on that then because we're very familiar with the Disneyland one, obviously. Last one, number five for me. Um, I had two down here, and I wasn't sure which one to pick, but I think you kind of swayed me towards the World of Color one as well. Yeah. Uh, the problem is this one's going to make you jealous too. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, what year did was you admit it? World of Color? I'm sorry? No, <laughs> I, 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 I wish I did. Um, uh, but 2011, uh, 2011 was like a magical year for me. <laughs> this is like the best year ever for I, you. And I had a great 2011 as well. What an excellent year of magic. I think it was 2011. Now I think back, it might have been 2010. It was the first Disney. Destination Disney. That actually might have been 2010. I think it was September of 2010. Uh, I was down there for Destination Disney, and uh, I had uh, set it up. 
uh, with friends, uh, friends who are in the industry and whatnot. And I was fortunate enough to get a behind the scenes look of World of Color once when California Adventure closed. And so that was really cool. They had the Imagineer come out and he talked about how they kind of developed the show and how they program it as a software engineer and, you know, as a geek in general, it was, it was really awesome where they showed how they program the, the, the lights and the, the water and how they sync it to music and how, you know, what, what the, the, the software looks like that these designers use to, to build these things and choreograph the shows. And uh, I mean, I, I completely geeked out and to make it even more special, I was down there. I had brought my brother with me as sort of a, a birthday gift. And so um, it was awesome sharing that with him. But, uh, you know, for me, it was, you know, being, seeing behind the scenes of World of Color and how it all worked technically uh, just is top notch. <sighs> It's like you were the mayor of Nerd City that night. I was. I was like drooling, and I, I couldn't. I could barely contain myself. It was. It was awesome. <laughs> Did it inspire you to go home and program an awesome, you know, Christmas light show or something like do, that? Do a water feature in my front yard? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I but... would love the Lemoner Flow Leapfrog Fountains. There you go. I'm a huge fan. Are you really? Oh yeah. I could. Oh, I would love one. Should, Just like the ones in the Imagination Pavilion. Oh, you should put incredible. you should put one in. Put them in in your front backyard. Yeah, it sounds like a maintenance nightmare. <laughs> it does, but it would be super cool. But it's super if, cool. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you can but play music cool. and and all that stuff. You can charge people to come see them. Maybe one of your girls will end up being interested in that someday. Eh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They're kind of like me. They're kind of like what you were describing, how you're not a huge sort of parade show person. They're kind of the same way. And they always have been. My wife and I are that way. And that's probably where they get it is like, we won't sit there for hours waiting for a parade. We, we never have. <laughs> we never will. If we happen upon a parade and there, we see a spot, we'll grab it. You know, we, we, we waited. I think the longest we've ever waited with the kids for a parade was um, the Paint the Night Parade in Disneyland uh, last year, the year before. And I think we waited a half hour. We, we found a spot right, under, right right in front of the rope where these young teenagers were sitting. We're like, hey, you got some space for us? We're like, yeah, no problem. And they came in, we shared popcorn, and you know they gave us some space, and boom, we were there. We waited no more than a half hour. And you yeah. know, there's people waiting hours for this stuff, and I, I just can't I know. Do it. I can't do I can't, it. I don't, I don't understand. The only time I might understand something like that is if you get to like you know have a snack or a drink in that location. Like uh, the people who camp out for illuminations, yeah. they might go get a beverage in World Showcase, get a snack, find a spot, and maybe hang out there. That was their plan anyway, was yeah. just to sit there hang and out, have, have a have a meal, hang out with your friends. Yeah. Totally get it. Uh, I understand that. But as far as the people who, uh, you know, stake out a spot on Main Street hours in advance before a parade, it's like, oh, I got, I got better things to do with my time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that used to be a big thing for Fantasmic in Disneyland, and they, they changed it to where you get a ticket, a fast pass ticket now, and you, you're not allowed to camp out. You get a ticket, they randomly select which group goes where, and off you go. And I like it. You know, I like it. That's awesome. Lottery style? It, yeah, it is pretty much lottery style. It's sort of group lottery style, and it works well. And, you know, we got a ticket, came back, and waited 10 minutes, and got taken to our spot, and we had to sit on the ground for, I think, another 10 or 15 minutes, and then they started the show. It was wonderful. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I much prefer that to the camping out, or being herded like cattle, yes. which is what we had to do last time. 
Oh, and of course, there's always some obnoxious person who starts mooing. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually me. <laughs> I usually Is it you? Under my breath. You were you know, that guy. I'm the guy. You were probably there. And I was like, oh, what a loser. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, those are all good, they're, I feel like. They're great memories, yeah. It's, it's a wonderful place to build them. Thanks very much for joining us on this episode of Mouse Geek Radio. You can connect with us by visiting mousegeekradio.com or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at mousegeekradio. Also, if you enjoyed this show, please don't forget to click that subscribe button to be notified when we post a new show. And if you'd leave us a review and rating on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. If you'd like to contact either of us personally, you can find Scott on Twitter at stbarrett, and you can find me on Twitter at Mallory O'Brien. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.